Hello and welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast, the Cheltenham Festival Day 3 edition. Tom Collins here and I'm joined as per usual by Ross Miller, who must be in a fantastic mood because his Wednesday nap in Perry Pass absolutely romped home in the Ballymore. I was completely wrong about him, though I was right about the price. He was a bit short in the Antipose markets, but I suppose you're over the moon, are you, Ross? Yeah, delighted. I, I You know, it was really sweet on him and I, I thought he demonstrated everything I hoped he would I thought he was slick jumping strong traveling stayed powerfully I thought he got a very good ride um and I think he's he's an exciting horse going forward I I wouldn't be surprised if we see him over two miles uh at uh, Aintree or Punchstown for the end of the season Yes, almost certainly. And you touched on they got a good ride. Ruby Walsh's analysis on ITV was fantastic. And it just showed how well Paul Townend rode in Perry Pass, going up the inside of Champ Kylie, who was jumping out to his right in the Ballymore throughout. I thought he was actually briefly in trouble within the first mile of the race. He was niggled along at a certain point. But from then on in, he just looked like an absolute champion. And he eventually won with ease at the wire. Um, other winners on day two included Langadan in the Coral Cup. Didn't think I'd be saying that this year, maybe two years ago. Uh, Delta Work in the cross country. The real whacker fended off Jerry Colomb in the uh, Brown Advisory. And I'm sure that Jess Stafford wouldn't have been happy with that. To Jess Stafford's dismay, she would have been fuming. That was her nap of the festival. And Anergamine dismantled his rivals in the champion chase, including Edward Stone. Ross, what did you make of Anergamine? And what did you make of Edward Stone? I thought you could have called the result after offence, TC. As soon as Enigamine jumped off handy um, and Edwardstone gave him that customary lead and, and, and just looked a bit sluggish, I thought it was it was all over by a mistake. Now, I had uh, Enigamine doubled with Empere uh, uh, Pass, um, so it was quite an important result for me on, on a number of fronts. And it wasn't entirely comfortable watching down the back straight. He certainly gets low enough. Um but the, the ground certainly helped him. Um, the prominent ride certainly helped. And he just shows what a class horse he is. He's an AQPS, so he's not exactly a full thoroughbred. He's by Denim Red, who's the same sire as Underso, And they just love that soft testing ground. Um, you know, you'll get plenty of people that say the race fell apart, but it's simply a very, very smart horse, able to handle conditions. Um, and yeah, I just think Edwardson undoubtedly ran below himself. Ground probably wasn't his liking, but yeah, just a really, really good horse back to his back to his very best. Yeah, I agree. I thought uh, Edward Stone was a little bit below par, but he wouldn't have probably caught Energamine anyway. Uh, Energamine on song is unmatched in that division right now. Talking about the division though, and I'm just going to throw this out there. If Constitution Hill does go chasing next year, if Constitution Hill sticks to two miles and then he faces Energamine, who would you bet in a match bet at Cheltenham? Uh, I will never, ever oppose Constitution Hill. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think they face off next year. I mean, it's Nicky Henderson is obviously going to have to you know tie Michael Buckley down and not let him get too high. But it would be a very uh, strange move for a Nicky Henderson novice to go into open grade. Um, you know, I think it more likely be the Arkle. I wonder whether they're with one eye on the future they might go Turners, but I don't think people really want to win that race. So if I was a betting man, and I am. Um, I think it will be constitutional over fences, provided he takes to that and he's not too brave um, and doesn't try and jump any shadows. Um, I think he'll go Arkle next year. And then 2025, we can be talking about uh, Constitution Hill for the Gold Cup to emulate Dawn Run. 
Yeah, I, I think that would be the case as well. I think it's either the ARCA or the champion hurdle again. I just wanted to throw it out there just for a comparison between Energamine and Constitution Hill because someone earlier on my Twitter suggested that Energamine was better than Constitution Hill and I wasn't buying it. So I thought I'd get your opinion on that matter. Um, let's move on to Thursday's action though. And we've kind of reached the second half if we're taking football terms here. And as a punter, it's nil-nil. We go into the second half. You've got to be positive. Even if you're down, if you're broken even, you've got a great chance to make profit in the second part of the week. If you're uh, in profit right now, you know, play a little bit safe. Or you could be aggressive. It depends how you punt. Uh, but the feature race on Thursday is the grade one stayers hurdle with the likes of Blazing Cal and T Hoopoo. We have Shishkin returning to action in the Ryanair. He'll probably be a shades of odds on uh, come the off by the looks of things, although I, I think it should be shorter. There's also the Turners, the Potemps final. Ross, without giving away your nap and next best for Thursday's action, what are you most looking forward to watching? Well, I'm most looking forward to watching Shishkin, but it comes with an, uh, a degree of nerves. Um, you know, soft ground is probably not ideal for him. I don't think it should be an excuse, but you do just have memories of of last year. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to him. I, I'm ahead and I'm taking your advice. I am tiptoeing through tomorrow. I don't have a huge amount of strong fancies. I was really keen on Banbridge, but I think the ground has, has gone for him. We were just discussing before we came on on here that, you know, his Drinmore run at Fairy House was, was his worst run. He didn't seem to handle the ground. Um, I don't, uh, as, a, as a matter of um, strictness, back Gordon Elliott horses. I think Mighty Potter looks difficult to beat there, but I will have a... A little go at James de Burley, who was my um, Browns advisory anti-post tip. They've come here instead. He's got great form on heavy ground. I'm prepared to think that he bounced last time in the, uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival. So I'm keen on him. And then just a couple of others that are not naps or next best that I put out there. Rapper in the Kim Muir. I like him. Cursor Ren, who he mentioned in the um, preview pod. Just wondered who he would get if he ran in the Kimura as a jockey. He's got Will Biddick, which is a really good book. And Will Biddick is men's champion, point-to-point -point jockey, numerous years. So that's a that's a good booking. Um, and uh, I just thought Celebre Allen in the plate off a £6 lower mark than he was fifth off last year. He is 11, but he's going to love this ground. His two best visual performances, if not uh, rating performances, came at Haydock on heavy ground. The rain keeps falling. This also loved that ground um, and at a big price, he could go well. Whole plethora of tips from Ross Miller. You know the man's up when he's giving you a selection of virtually every race on this quickfire pod. Um, interesting you mentioned Celeb Dallin there because I think he's around 50 to 1 and I also have had a little tickle on him. Only a small bet. He's not my main selection in the race, but as you've touched on, the ground is going to be really in his favour. Lots of rain forecast for this evening and throughout tomorrow. So as the Thursday card goes on, you want to be looking more and more to soft and heavy ground performers, I imagine. Shishkin would be the horse that I am most looking forward to watching, as you've touched on. His Ascot Chase victory last time was brilliant. He's carried our sport for a number of years, and plenty of people have doubted him, including myself, not you, Ross, but including myself after his champion chase uh, debacle last year. So it was great to see him come back, and hopefully he wins the Ryanair, and he should if he's spot on. Now it's time for the Naps and Expects. Take it away. So the nap comes in the mayor's novice hurdle. Um, I, I just think this mayor is standout in this race. And it's Nikki Henson trained Lucia. Um, she's been winning over hurdles on better ground, but she absolutely sluiced up in a sand down uh, bumper last year on desperate, heavy sand down ground. So I don't think the ground should be an issue for her. Um, Nico de Boinville uh, demonstrated yesterday just how cool he is on the big stage. So I really like her as a nap. And then the next best, is in the plate and it's fugitive 
a horse I put up as my horse to follow the season way, way back in November. He's done me well so far. I actually um, talked to the trainer and owner on YouTube over the weekend. They're confident. He's in great form. They've got Sean Bowen booked, who they feel is a good jockey for him. Races just behind the bridle, ideally suited to Sean. He's going to love this ground. Um, you would like to see a good run um, from him, and I expect him to fly up the hill. Lucia currently 13 to 8 with SVK, Fugitive 11 to 1 with SVK, Ross's Nap and Next Best. Those current prices are at 6 p.m. on Wednesday evening. Obviously, they'll probably change if you're watching this on Thursday morning, but still, that's what we're dealing with right now. My nap is going to be T Hoopoo in the Stairs Hurdle. I thought Thursday was generally pretty difficult across the card, especially with the incoming weather forecast. Uh, so I, I played it safe with the, the Stairs Hurdle. T Hoopoo really progressed so far this season, impressed me last time in the Galmoy. He seems to stay this trip and all of his best form has come on deep ground in fact his only two terrible displays he's won eight out of 11 starts one time he finished second and two right at the back of the tv on those two runs he was running on good and good to yielding ground so the the fact the weather's coming will really suit him and also both of his market rivals Blazing Cal and Florian Porter come into the race with big question marks regarding uh, troubled preparations and my next best is going to be Maxim in the Potemps final I love this race. Uh, I've got good good memories with Cy de Berle from 2019. Hopefully Gordon Elliott can deliver the goods again. He bolted up in a qualifier before uh, New Year. And then last time out at the Dublin Racing Festival, he got squeezed out at a, a really important and crucial moment of the race. And from then on in, was just ridden tenderly. They didn't really want to use all of him. Now he's been punished with a little bit of a, a penalty from the handicapper. But I, th I still think he's well treated off 145 and the booking of Davy Russell provides me confidence because he could have ridden any number of these. Gordon Elliott also knows how to win the race. Now that brings us to the end of episode three of the SBK betting podcast, Cheltenham Festival Daily Editions. Please whack us a like if you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already and create an SBK account if you haven't got one already. If you bet £10, you get £10 in free bets. So why wouldn't you do that? Hopefully you all have a great Thursday. Ross, I hope you have another good day. Three out of three prof uh, profitable days, I hope. Fingers crossed. But until we see you tomorrow for Friday's episode, be lucky. Be lucky.